And we say, open our eyes, Lord. May today be an eye-opener for the saints. May we change our vocabulary that will enable us to act, think, act, and live in a way that is always pleasing to you. Boy, you, um, you mentioned in Ephesians that if we do these things, we'll never stumble. We'll never fall. How do we position ourselves like that? So, Lord, help us this morning to go over some basics, some things that we should have nailed down. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. My greatest struggle <clears throat> this morning uh, is... I guess I love, let me just say it. I don't want you to be confused. <laughs> so as I begin to lay some things out, and um, I, I worked hard at the whole idea, I don't want you to be confused, and that you understand some very significant words, and then you make a decision today. So we talked about the word contrast. And when we deal with contrast, let me get this going here. When we deal with the word contrast, it says, I appeal to you, brothers, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be united in the same mind and in the same judgment. Colossians, 2 Corinthians 13, 11. Finally, brothers, rejoice. Aim for restoration, comfort one another, agree with one another, live in peace, and the God of love and peace will be with you. Let's read the last one together on this one. I entreat you, Euodia, and I entreat you, Senti, to agree with the Lord. See what the constant, each one of the words, agree, agree, and agree. Just in case you missed it, I underlined it. Agree, agree, agree. That's going to be a stickler as we go along here. Defining the term agreement. It is a favorable and mutual response to a specific person, place, or thing that will produce favorable results. There's a lot of things that we agree on. Um, there's some certain foods that we agree on. In the political realm, you have to agree on, agree. This word agree, agree. Um, I want that to sink into your, your thinking because we're going to break the word down and then throw in another, and that's when we start making the contrast. So again, the whole idea is agreement is a favorable and mutual response to a specific person, place, or thing that will produce favorable results. Uh, you agree to get married. <laughs> you agree to uh, <laughs> buy a home. Wherever, whatever you do, you have to agree. You never bought anything based on disagreements. Amos 3, uh, 3, 3 says, I said together, shall two walk together except they have agreed. The environment of agreement, there are three distinct groups. You have the confidant. That's the inner circle. That's the person... Um, those are the people who not only love the subject that you're addressing, but they love each other. 
you have the Conrads. Uh, that, that's, it's mutual, you're friends and everything else, and you deal in that area. Then you have constituents. Constituents are those like the United Nations. Uh, they come together and uh, when they, uh, they, they don't exactly like each other per se, but there's a common cause for it. But they, they, and the, the Sadducees and the uh, Herodians and all of them came together. Why did they come together? Because of Jesus. And they all agreed, see, on that level. And so there's three groups of people when it comes down to the word agree. Everybody with me so far? I want that word to just kind of sink in because um, we're going to start taking it apart. So the, the first word is agree, agree. And um, so with the confidants, uh, Conrads, and guess what? In each one of these circles, there's, there's certain information that's only shared in this area, in this area, in this area. In this area, you could be any type of religion and everything else the case may be. Because uh, speaking of the United Nations as an example, they're getting along and everything else because of a common cause. Okay, then we can move on. Question. Ready for the question? <laughs> I just a light question. I just want to ask the question. Okay. The question is, which come first? For us to agree or for us to believe? Now, I want you to consider this very, very carefully. Do we agree or do we believe? This congregation is brought as in two, two areas right now. And I'm not talking about right of me and left of me. I mean all mixed in. Either you have chosen the word agree or you use the word believe. They are very distinct. Let me move further. There's a specific place and order for each of these words. Using it out of place will have serious ramifications. Serious results. They have to be in the right place or, or you're wrong. They are not equal. They'll never be equal. You must agree or believe. So let's move on. Thinking it through. Because of the effect of all that we do think and say, it is necessary for us to get it right the first time. You heard me use the word dirt fit. Do it right the first time. If we do it right the first time, you never, don't have to keep doing it right. So then the whole idea is that let us closely examine these two significant and important words. And so we have two points this morning. The first one is considering the word agreement. And then the second one is considering the word belief. When you believe, and we deal with this word um, believing, we must consider these words, take them apart, then put them back together. Then you have to make a decision what you're going to do with God. Considering the word agreement, when we consider the word agreement, there is a frailty, a weakness in an agreement. There is conditional uh, uh, com uh, commitment. 
There is a need to establish a paper trail to confirm the process and establish the specific course of action. There is the responsibility of breaking an agreement. There is no personal relationship required for this commitment. It is impossible for anyone to be saved based on their agreement with God. I'll prove that. God, God does not want you to agree anything. Because that's not the first process. You run through scripture. And you see how many times the word agree is used. Because God is saying, I'm not asking you to agree. When the police pull you aside, they're not asking you to agree about anything. If you follow me now. So then when it comes down to Jesus Christ died for, yourself, uh, your, for your salvation, took all of those beatings and everything else, coming into the flesh, giving you eternal life, giving you a new hope, and then you're going to agree with the process? If you agree, see, with an agreement, agreement does not carry a penalty. Are you with me so far? In other words, if I agree with God with my salvation, there, there's a problem that, that, uh, that, that comes in there. And maybe I'm getting ahead of myself. Uh, yeah, let me go, go back a little bit. The whole idea, let me go back over this. When we talk about um, there's to establish a paper trail for confirm a process established, especially a specific course of action. Whenever you buy a home, you have to come up with a contract. Why do you think they have a contract? Because you see, somebody <laughs> might be acting crazy on you. Why do you, keep, why do you think I keep telling you, make sure you have a paper trail? Karen and I have, a chance, uh, have the opportunity to look at a Judge Judy. And uh, any one of those courts, guess what? If the person does not, if they come in with no paper, I said they're dead. They're dead in the waters. If you do not have a paper trail, a paper trail means there was some data that will hold up in court, and if it doesn't hold up in court, then you win. See? So if the person comes in with nothing, you win because you have a paper trail. Right? That's an agreement. You know what the problem is with agreement? Agreement puts you in the position of I'm in control. In other words, let's all agree to meet, you know, for Thanksgiving. I said, praise the Lord. And then all of a sudden, say, I don't feel like I'm not coming. But we agreed. Yeah, I know I agreed. What's that word? But. <laughs> See, you can put a but in an agreement. You can put that side door in agreement. That's why when a person does business with me, if there's an agreement, the first thing I ask for is paper trail. Because the paper trail holds you responsible to what you agreed to. Now, the word agreement is not a bad word. That's why we, I, I wanted to make sure that I, I give it justice. And so, um, as we go along, the positive es uh, effect of, of uh, agreement. There's a mutual clarity in the process of communication. When you agree, we, we, 
We both agree, you know, how can two walk together except they what? Agree. So then we, even if we, uh, there's sometimes at the uh, men's conference years ago, I would say, it's possible for us to uh, disagree as long as we do not become disagreeable. Can we agree not to become disagreeable? We may not see the points. We may not see, like for instance, let's say evangelism. Would evangelism say, well, we all agree we should do evangelism. But in the course of doing evangelism, you may differ. You agree with the subject, you see, but you may differ. So that we'll do the same thing in evangelism, because each one of us have different ideas. Let's agree to follow this, this. So let's write it down. Here's what we're going to do with evangelism with us. Once you write it down, now if the person backs away, hey, you knew what we were getting into. You agree with this method, and guess what? You decide to do something else. So, so you see, with agreement, that whole thing is that there's a mutual clarity in the process of communication. There's a mutual compliance to the course of action. There's a unity concerning the needs to be uh, concerted or done. There's a cooperation on, the, on the, uh, uh, the procedure in establishing specific results. Observation. When we make an agreement, it keeps us in control of the whole process. I said that earlier, I want to make sure I reinforce it. When we talk about agreement, it's, it's the first part of it. It's, agreements is good. We're, we're talking about the same thing. When we agree with God, if we confess our sins, we agree with God, our sin. When we agree with God, there's nothing wrong with agreement. It's just how it's used. It's in the context. But remember, as we go along now, when it comes to our salvation, is it based on agreement? Or is it based on belief? How many think it's based on belief? How many think it's based on agreement? And how many just want to sit there like a knot on a raw? Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. Considering the word belief. As we consider the word belief, we move to another level. What, who, and how we believe would affect our spiritual and physical way of living. Belief demands a complete, irreversible submission, surrender, which being embedded in our responsibility to, uh, to agree. In other words, once you surrender your all to God, it has nothing to do with whether you agree or disagree with him. Everybody with me so far? There's a song that says, all to Jesus I surrender. All to him I would freely give. When you surrender your life to Jesus Christ, then the, to surrender means everything in your life has to be totally under God's control. You become a slave. Either you are a slave to sin or you're a slave to Christ. You can't, you can't say, well, I, no, I, if I have time. What do you mean you have time? You're a slave. 
You are a doulos. You don't have a say so. You've been bought with a price. God says, I bought you. I didn't nickel and dime you. I bought you through the blood. I was, and Isaiah says that he was beaten beyond comprehension. And it's not for you to, oh, I agree with that. I believe that. And there's a lot of folks attending church right now, big churches and small churches, who agree with Christ. But their life is saying, I have not really surrendered my life to Christ. So guess what? They come to church, they tip their hat, and then go back into doing the things and saying the things and thinking the things. And they, they use the excuse, I'm only human. Please. There's no such thing. Either this congregation believes God or you agree with God and you need to make up your mind today. Don't expect God to answer your prayers and meet you where you are and you're not putting it all on the altar. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercy of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. And that word was living sacrifice. You don't have a say so. Hebrews 11, 6. 6. But without faith it's impossible to please God. For they who come to God must agree. I'm just, I'm just saying, help my eyes have heard me. Just, I keep saying agree. Is it agree or what does it say? Bless your heart. Thanks for helping me here. Believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Faith, believe, seek. If you're not following that path, there's a, there's a, uh, what's it, a candy bar that's called nut, nut and honey. We, we say nut and honey. Okay, all right. Then don't expect, expect to receive nut and honey because you're not going to get it if you're not following the, if, if, I hope I'm saying, you can't get it on just the whole idea, I agree with God. You cannot agree with God and go back doing, thinking, and saying things that you know grieve God. You cannot believe in God and surrender to God and you're still doing some of the old things that God's been talking to you for years to deal with. So make up your mind. Are you going to walk out of here agreeing with God or do you believe him? Do you surrender to him? Is your all on the altar? Stop playing games. It's your life, not God's. He can do with or without you. Now he showed our love to be have to do something with you, but don't 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 put me against the wall, cause I can do something without you. Remember when I was talking? I talked about the potter. I think it's Jeremiah 16, um, about the, the person talked about the potter's house, talked about the potter and the wheel and mending the wheel, but but and then in chapter 16, it talks about something else. It talked about the same potter. He says, now, I want, what I want you to do is go down and get uh, one of these um, uh, potteries and have all the Israelites, the leaders, to come with you and go to 
the valley Henna. Well, in the Greek it was called Gehenna, but Jesus called it Gehenna. But he said, go to Gehenna. He says, here's what I want you to do. I want you to take that pot, and I want you to have all the leaders around, and I want you to break that pot and throw it in Henna. You see, whenever the potters had bad stuff that it was, they, they, they could not control at all, they would take all that stuff and throw it in the valley of Henna. People would take their garbage and throw it into Henna. And so, when, when it's, when, so the, what the potter was saying was, I tried and I tried to make it, but it seems like it's beyond making. Therefore, I will break it and throw it into Henna. It says, he that is often reproved is suddenly cut off without remedy. And God told him, said, tell Israel, I'm done with them. Tell, tell this group of people, I'm taking them like a, a, a pot, I'm breaking them, and I'm throwing them into henna. I'm done. I was reading some of the minor prophets and boy that really spoke to my heart in that area. Um, well, let's go on. It is important for us to understand that what we believe about God is a gift. It is not automatic. When you believe, no one just automatically believes. When you speak to an individual about Jesus Christ and they believe, it's not that you were convincing. It's because God drew them to himself. The process has been established by a divine pattern and principle. Matthew 6, 44. Let's read together. No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him, and I will raise him up at the last day. Jesus Christ says, no one can come to me. No one will enter into heaven. You will not come into a relationship with me. You won't even know me. Unless the Father draws you. And when God speaks to your heart and you turn away, do you think that, that God is crying over this? He's giving you an opportunity. You mean you're going to throw it away? Oh, God, help us in our thinking. In our thinking. The reason that you are where you are because God chose you. I was looking at all these chairs in the room, and all of a sudden, I said, I, in five minutes, I'm going to pick a chair, and when I pick that chair, I will give them $100,000 every year. And I can hear the prayer, pick them, Lord, pick me, Lord, pick me, Lord, pick me, Lord, you know. And so I go around, and I said, that's my promise, boom. And you say, well, why did that? Because I wanted to. You were expecting me to pick you, but I chose an empty chair. And that empty chair going to get $100,000. <laughs> you look at humanity. and How is it that God chose you? Amen. So it's not based on whether you agree with him or not. He's not going to twist your arm. But if you're going to do what you want to do, you have to pay the penalty of God saying, I tried to get you, I tried to get you, but there's a point where it's all over, I'm done. So God's been speaking to our hearts. This is how you respond to me 
you submit. You surrender. And once you surrender, then you agree with everything the Lord says. See, it's nothing wrong with the word agreement. If the Lord says, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to um, forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Not only do I accept that and I agree with that, but it's a promise. This procedure demands complete surrender and, and, uh, and obedience. The position is the result of our surrender that has been eternally settled. The practice and pattern of our surrender are critical in our relationship with God. Our belief and surrender are inseparable. It will eternally govern every aspect of our life. 1 John 1.5. Let's read together. This is the message which we have heard from him and declare to you that God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. Now remember... Understand, our belief and surrender are inseparable. It will eternally govern every aspect of our life. So if we're walking with Christ, follow what 1 John says. Ready? Read it. Let's read it. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. If you say that you know Jesus and you're still doing the things that displease God, you're a liar. Now, th now, there's a difference between being immature and you still having your diapers on. I, I can understand a, a believer having diapers on. But when you have a diaper on for 10 years, there's something wrong uh, with that picture, okay? So then, don't, if you say that you walk with him, if God is light and we walk with him in the light, then there's nothing in our lives that should be found derogatory. And if you find it, bring it up and deal with it. Don't use a flip Wilson, the devil made me do it. Oh, so the devil's in control now. No, 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 no. When it comes to this, this verse, it's telling us this. And if we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we what? And do not practice the... If we, so with our mouth, we say we have fellowship, but our life walk and we walk on the dark side we lie and do not practice the truth Satan is the father of lies so what we need to do is take an inventory of our life this morning do you agree with God or do you believe and surrender you're all on the altar in the Emory Church of God, they said in the song, Is your all on the altar? And we flip it, Is my all on the altar? Then we need to come up with another question. Why isn't it? If my all is not on the altar, after all that God has done, and I'm still trying to do my thing, then I need to ask the question about me. It's not God. It's not the situation. I need to come to the point of making the decision. Then what is it about me? What is, am I doing? First John 7. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have what? 
fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanse us from all. Now notice what it says. If we walk in the light, that's because you believe, you walk in the light, you do the things that pleases God, he is, he is in the light, we have fellowship. Now notice how it spreads out. We have fellowship with one another. And when we have fellowship with one another, we may disagree without becoming disagreeable. It never affects it. That's why I, I want you to hold me to it. There's, number one, I do not fight family. Not in my immediate family, not in the church family. I do not fight family. You're too important for me to fight. You're too special for me to fight. I may disagree with families, okay, but I'll never, never put you in a derogatory position that will put you lower than what God has called you to. That's my commitment. You know why? Because since I surrendered my all, there is no other choice. There's no choice for attitudes. Attitudes are the results of a constant thinking about a particular thing, and sometimes we feel that we have a right, entitlement. And God is saying, who do you think you are? That's why he says, I want you all, as I read, read earlier, I want you all to agree, what the Corinthians says, agree with one another. Agree. And always walk away from a subject saying, I still love you. And that's not one of those digging, I still love you. No, that's not. <laughs> Make it believable. I still love you. Amen. First John 1 John 1.8, if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. And the truth is what? Wow, now that's, that's serious. Because Jesus Christ says, I am the way, the truth and the life. It says, when we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. If we confess our sins, he's what? Faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. The Lord comes in with a cleanser and he cleans it all up. All of the crevices. First John 1 John 1.10. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar. First, first thing he says, you are a liar. Then when you say, then you say, I have not said, now you're making God a liar. No, Satan is a liar. How are you going to make God a liar? When in him there is no shadow of darkness. So we, we have not sinned because we make him a, a liar and his word is not what? In us. And when you don't have the word in you, you don't have anything to make you where you should be. Now, some of us have the word in us, but we are running on, on, lo on the low. Here's, here's what I mean. Uh, I'm working on uh, Randy's uh, computer, and uh, it's running slow. And so I said, well, let me do a few things, you know. And so, I was, uh, not to get too technical, but it, it talks about, uh, number one, there's a number of uh, areas. That one of them is called the RAM. And it's a RAM memory, how much memory it holds and everything else it, to move things along, et cetera, et cetera. So I looked at, I looked at uh, Randy's and he said, two. <laughs> well, 
two, to make a long story short, two is like putting a Volkswagen uh, engine, you know, in, into uh, uh, one of these larger cars. A, a two is when you, it's not, it don't have enough. So I said, let me search and see what I can get for Randy that would move it up to something more. And so I found that it's, it's capable of receiving an eight. So I put the eight in and ran it. <laughs> Some of us are working on twos. Oh, you, you know Jesus. Your ram is too small. I'm not teaching computers because I'm not a computer tech. All I'm saying is that you need a base whereas when things come and you have a high ram, you can shake it off. Insult. Hatred of others. Tempting of Satan. You're walking in the Lord and that's what God wants you to do. You can't do it on an agreement. You must become a slave so that if there's any failure, it's back to the manufacturer. Everybody with me so far? I don't want to confuse you this morning. I just want to make sure we're making this plain. And that's why it's so important there's a difference between agreement, you see, and belief. I'll move this along. We'll wrap it up. First John 2, 1. Let's read together. Little children, these things I write to you so that you may not sin. And if anyone sins, he have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ. Now this word not sin, that's, this word not sin means to perpetually do the same thing over and over again. Because believers cannot, if you, if you know the Lord and you are under a, a new control, then you, it, the Holy Spirit will convict you. You won't have any peace. First John 2, 2, and he himself is the propitiation for our sins. And not for ours only, but also for the whole world. The Lord said, I have plenty of good room. <laughs> they had a song, there's room at the cross for you. Now, when a believer does not take advantage of what God has given them, he, he can take you out of here. Oh, oh your salvation is, is solid. But your life is short. And what God wants us to do is to believe him and to trust him. Amen. Walking on the dark side, sin, is not acceptable and will be dealt with. The dark side has three dimensions. The world, the flesh, and the devil. All of us are battling these three dimensions. And look at what the Lord says to let us know in his word. We are more than conquerors through him. And because we know that, there's not, there's not a week that a believer come out of defeated. How can we be defeated when you have the Holy Spirit walking alongside of you? 
Jesus Christ praying for you. And God the Father is, is your source of strength, which he told you to cast all your cares upon him. How in the world you come out stressed? Was it because you decide to believe? Or, or just agree with God? I'm hearing of ministers, ministers who are committing suicide. I say, really? You mean to tell me that you decide to take your life because you couldn't take it? And you'd rather take your life than to, to throw it to Jesus? Cast all your cares for him? You decided not to cast your cares, but you decided that you're still in control and I can take my life. It's not your life. God gave you the life. Karen and I were going over a list of a few names of individuals who have taken their believers have taken their lives. Because you see, a lot of them believe they they uh, agreed with God, but they really didn't believe, so they have become slaves to God. And either you are a slave to sin or a slave to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. You can't have two masters. It affects our vocabulary. It affects how we think. It affects every aspect of our lives. Well, you've been very patient. One last thing. Let's read it together. In receiving Christ as our Lord and Savior, the first requirement is for us to believe and surrender. There are no exceptions to this principle. Are we in agreement with that thought? <laughs> There's no exception. And every time, every time that you find yourself knowing what God says and still doing the opposite, you're saying, I'm taking this as an agreement because I still want to control it. And God is saying, oh, no, 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 no. When I was in the service, um, they would get orders. In the service, they told us, once in the service, there are different things that had to take place. How you wear your, wear your belt line, they call it the belt line, how it should be this way. Everything had to be exact. And they said, you are not we better not catch you in, a, in a protesting. Uh, it don't let us catch you with a serv in service in, in a uniform and you are protesting with some group. This, that is not your responsibility. You are a soldier. You are to defend this, this country. Don't get involved in civilian affairs. They even changed the time. They don't say 10 o'clock and 12 o'clock. They say $1,200 or, you know. Or 1,300 hours. They changed the time. They changed everything. Because it says, you know why? You're in a new type of setting. And in the new type of setting, when I tell you to do something, you get, well, Sergeant, I disagree. What do you mean you disagree? Knock me out 20 right now, right there on the floor. Knock me out 20 with your disagreement. God says, you're in the, in the service. And guess what? There's a thing called dishonorable discharge. Either you come out with a medal, an honorable discharge, or if you, quote, disagree, 
you go with a dishonorable church charge. One last thing. So then, at the judgment seat of Christ, we're told that when it comes down to rewards and everything else, that a lot of our works of, quote, righteousness and all that other stuff will be burned. But we'll be saved yet as by fire. All of the gifts and all the things that God would have done in your life, would have done for you, and your future eternity was affected by what you're thinking right now because you still think, I agree with God. I still want to be in control. God says, uh-uh, you surrender to me, and I take control. I take responsibility, and I'll make you more than a conqueror through him, see, that love us. And as we close, if there's an adjustment that's needed in your life, needed in your life, I'd like to pray for you right now. Maybe, uh, maybe you, that person said, hey, you know what? I didn't clearly understand the terminologies, but in my new vocabulary, it has surrender, period. Not surrender, but, or condition. I surrender Oh. And if you have not done that, you're still struggling with that, I'd like to pray for you this morning. Would you stand? What is it that you have not surrendered surrendered we are under a theocracy not democracy and when you surrender the Lord is willing to make whatever the potter takes you on that wheel and he won't toss you away he'll just crush you and make another and then when it's finished, he's pleased with it. And that's what I want God to be pleased with each one of our lives. Oh, Father God, how I thank you for this morning. Thank you for helping me to get through these, these notes that um, you laid on my heart. And I leave it to you for them to clearly understand what I was saying. We have to have a vocabulary that is consistent with your word. And your word through scripture is always submit. Submit. And so Lord, help us to, to really put the word submit on a, in an honorable place as we submit to you. The almighty, loving, caring, merciful Thank you for the dear hearts as they make the adjustments from agreement to belief and submission, surrender. In Jesus' name we pray. And all the saints said, Amen. Amen. see the words well, it's, I stand on your word no matter what no matter what the situation I believe I believe 
believe no matter what the circumstances were. The circumstances I believe. Yes, I believe. I stand on your word. I stand on your promise. I stand on your word. 